in anticipation of episode number 18 on emergency ultrasound pearls, pitfalls, and controversies, I've got with us Dr. Greg Hall to present his best case ever when it comes to emergency ultrasound. Dr. Hall, let her rip. All right. So it was next to impossible to really think of a best case, but I'm going to pick one that uh, it happened fairly early in my career and made an uh, impression on me. And what it involved was a uh, lady in her late 60s presented to our emergency department as a stroke protocol patient. So she presented with garbled speech and uh, left hemiparesis. So we have a code protocol, a uh, stroke code protocol, and our emerge physician had started his assessment and he asked me, I was walking by and he, uh, he knew I was really uh, into emergency department ultrasound. So he asked me to come have a look at this patient. His concern was that this patient's blood pressure seemed a bit too low and he couldn't quite figure it out. So he wanted me to come assess the patient. So I, I came in and saw her and she's not able to provide any history. There's no family present either. And I, I uh, started doing a, an assessment similar to a, like a rush protocol. So I was looking uh, for reasons why she was hypotensive and started with the aorta. She's an older lady, uh, obviously has vascular disease. And so I thought, well, let's just check for a AAA. And there was no aneurysm. However, as I'm doing the scan, I'm looking at the aorta going, there's something on the one wall that doesn't look right. It's just something just flapping at me a little bit. And I'd never seen this before. And I continued following the aorta down to the bifurcation. And this little flapping thing persisted all the way down. And I'm thinking about this going, well, I've been trained to look at the aorta in transverse, and I'm not quite sure what I'm seeing. I'm going to uh, do something heretical, and I'm going to look at it in long axis. So I turned the probe 90 degrees and looked in long axis, and lo and behold, I could see that this patient, while not having an aneurysm, had a clearly a dissection, and they had dissected all the way down to the bifurcation. And I thought, well, okay, maybe that partly explains the hypotension, but this person's presenting as a stroke. So I proceeded to move the probe proximally, and, and sure enough, it went right up to the diaphragm. And then I thought, well, why don't I have a look and check in the sternal notch? So I had a look up there and I go, wow, this dissection has extended all the way into the chest. And I said, I bet you it's extended to the carotid. So at this point, I said, you know, I think we better stop the stroke protocol in terms of, I, I think thrombolytics need to be taken off the table here. And I think we need to get a CAT scan. So the attending physician, I reported what I had found. And he was, he's one of our older experienced uh, emerge docs. And he picks up the phone and called the radiologist and said, uh, you know, the other guy here has did an ultrasound on this patient and found a dissection. I want a CAT scan. To which the radiologist said, there's no way you guys in emerge with your machine should be and can be diagnosing dissections. And there's no way I'm going to do a CAT scan because you don't know what you're looking at. And this physician, give him full credit, he just turned around and said, I clinically suspect this patient has a dissection. Could you please do the CAT scan? To which the radiologist kind of had no choice but to do this. And in all fairness, this was pretty early on. Uh, the radiologist hadn't had much, expo much exposure to us doing these scans. So I, I think that wouldn't play out the same way today. Uh, they, our department's been very supportive. But back then, it was quite funny. So the patient did uh, go over for a scan. And sure enough, they had a dissection from bifurcation up to the left carotid. So the patient was sent out to, uh, to see a vascular surgery, and we uh, avoided giving a thrombolytic to yet another stroke. And I'm sure Jerry Hoffman would be thrilled with that, but uh, that's the case. And so it made an impression on me because a, I'd never seen anything like that before. And, you know, just sort of reasoning it out, figuring out what I was looking at. And two, it made a big difference on how we treated this patient. 
And three, it was it was the first case where I got absolutely no apology for me being right and the radiologist being wrong, uh, and you know, in their over the phone diagnosis. <laughs> so that that's one of my more outstanding cases in terms of just something cool that happened. Very very cool. In terms of what emergency doctors should know about diagnosing aortic dissections, how should they incorporate this into their daily practice? First of all, you're going to see aneurysms far more often than you'll see dissections. And secondly, if you see a dissection, it's great. If you don't see it, that doesn't mean you've ruled it out. And so we just have to be clear on that. Uh, The thing with dissections is just remember that uh, dissections are sometimes easier to see in a long axis or longitudinal view, whereas we're trained to look for aneurysms by doing a transverse view. So Uh, My recommendation when you're doing a scan of any object in the body is if you're not sure what it looks like in the plane you're looking at it, look at it in another plane. So turn 90 degrees, look at it in another plane, and sometimes that'll help your spatial reasoning to figure out what's going on. And that, that, that applies to almost every scan you do, that if you're not sure about that gallbladder, the way it looks in one plane, look at it in another plane. So similar kind sure. of idea. Yeah, I mean, my, my understanding is that trans, transthoracic echo for dissection has quite a poor sensitivity. Oh yeah, absolutely dreadful. It's it's a, this is a case of if you see it, great. If you don't see it, yeah, right. you, you haven't gotten any further ahead. So it's just one of those uh, cool rule-in type of experiences. Right on. Join Dr. Hall and I, as well as Dr. Jordan Chenkin, Dr. Paul Hannum, and Dr. Jason Fisher for the upcoming episode number eighteen on emergency ultrasound pearls, pitfalls, and controversies, where we'll cover everything from DVTs to first trimester bleed to fast pitfalls and ultrasound guided procedures. Until next time, take it easy.